this was not clarified during um, in the explanation of the study, um, or at least what they reported. Are they playing against each other, or are they playing with each other? Uh-huh. Because if they're playing against each other, that's competitive. Right. So your oxytocin is not going to be released if you're playing against each other. Mm-hmm. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss a new study that came out that looked at what was more beneficial for couples, playing board games or painting together, and what gender does it benefit the most? The results might surprise you. Stay tuned. I'm going to go ahead and self-promote here. I've co-authored my first book. It's called Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. And it's part biography, part self-help, part leadership book, and a part sports story, and it's very inspirational. It tells the story of the UCLA gymnastics head coach, Valerie Condos Field, who has become one of the winningest coaches in NCAA history. Yet, she never did gymnastics. In fact, she's never even played competitive sports in her life. She was a professional ballerina. As you can imagine, she has an amazing story and she is an amazing person. And I'm really proud of the book that we have put together. It's out now wherever books are sold. And again, it is called Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. Oh, and if you read it, please leave a review or email to let me know what you think. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and much more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. So, Karen, um, I came across a study that was done um, from Baylor, uh, university and essentially the um, the researchers wanted to look so let me back up a step so we know that couples doing activities together um, releases oxytocin and oxytocin <coughs> is known as like the the cuddle hormone or whatever mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of different nicknames for it but it's like it's the feel good one it's the one that mm-hmm. like people want to have right so um, these researchers wanted to try to figure out like if all activities were equal. Um, and so what they did was they had couples play board games and then they had couples, um, take a painting class together. And, um, what they found was, uh, well, let me actually, before I go back into what they found, let me first ask you, um, do you think that any fun activity would have generated similar results of this boost in oxytocin? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I, I do think so. I think that, 
you know, you're in a situation where you're relaxing, where you're feeling good about each other. And so I think that probably um, a lot of activities would give you the same kind of boost. Okay. So that gets me to the second point. And, and again, this, um, according to the researchers, is the first study to examine how distinct types of leisure are associated with the release of oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And so the researchers said that the thing that was surprising to them was that men who were wielding the paintbrush released twice as much oxytocin or more um, than women who were painting or male or female uh, couples um, who were playing the board games. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the researchers, they thought going into this that the couples playing board games are really released more because of the interaction. And so with the information that you know from the study, do you what are your thoughts on that on those results? Okay, so first of all, the reason I hesitated in the first question, and I'm going to bring it up now, is if you read this study, they had um, a total of 20 couples in this study. It was a small sample size, yeah. Yeah, it's a very small sample size. So, you know, I was a little leery in accepting their results, um, and they talk about a span of age groups. Um and, and so, you know, I think it's really terrific that they found these results, um, but I would have to say, being objective, I want to have a lot more couples before I put a lot of credibility in their results, even though it's a published article. Um, because again, 20 is not a lot, and they're assigning them randomly to um, some board games, to some painting. So what do you got? You got 10 couples in each situation, you know, um, so I, that's, that's my hesitation. Um, but in terms of the painting, as opposed to the board games, here's what strikes me. If my memory serves correct, and maybe it doesn't Steve, so please correct me. I believe that the women were complimenting the men when they were painting. And and saying to them that, you know, their work was good or whatever. Is that right? So I don't remember the complimenting part of this, but, and this actually gets into the next part, um, so we'll just jump ahead and then we can have a little bit deeper discussion on it, was the other thing that was surprising to the researchers was that, was that the couples in the... Um, painting class. And so they all, mm-hmm. so throughout the, the study, they had the couples report back, they took urine samples and, and they asked them several questions. And so the couples who uh, were painting reported more touching of their partner and more interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm guessing some of that interaction, uh, there might have been compliments. Uh, and I think there was, you know, now that I'm talking it out, I think there was words of encouragement. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so I think that the words of encouragement may have been the reason that the men released more oxytocin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that when you're playing a board game, I, this was not clarified during um, in the explanation of the study. 
um, or at least what they reported. Are they playing against each other or are they playing with each other? Uh-huh. Because if they're playing against each other, that's competitive. Right. So your oxytocin is not going to be released if you're playing against each other. Mm-hmm. I, that's, so I had the exact same thought and the other part of that is, so yes, the, the competitive nature of it, but also when you're painting, um, you're, there's more free thinking going on. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's not as much concentration. You're not trying to strategize. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all those things that take place when you're painting. Whereas if you're playing a board game, you would be doing all these other, um, cognitive, cognitive, yes. Cognitive yes. things that are taking away from that time of the, the natural bonding that you could get if you're just, you know, throwing some, you know, not that there's not concentration in painting, but it's not in the same manner as if you're Correct. Competitive with a board game. Correct. I agree. I agree. So I think it's I think it's both of those. But I think you and I are thinking along the same lines that you're using a different uh, functioning system, shall we say? And so the painting is going to tap more into the um, emotional side of you than playing a board game would. Yeah, and that's why the oxytocin would be released. Uh, so you know what's interesting too is so uh, my wife and I, Jessica, she we recently got a new board game. Um, it's called I think it's called Pandemic. Uh, where to your point, we don't play against each other. We are on the mm-hmm. same team, and so as a team, you try to prevent the spread of a pandemic. That's the the purpose of the game. And so Mm -hmm. you have to coordinate with them. And so, uh, to your original question of what kind of game were they playing, it would Mm -hmm. be really interesting if the researchers look to see the difference of oxytocin release of a game that you played against each other versus a game you played with each other. Correct. So that would be, that'd be super interesting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yes, I agree. Um, Okay, so something uh, interesting that the researchers found was that the couples in a novel setting and and, and doing novel activity released more oxytocin oxytocin than in a familiar home-like environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so could simply getting out of your normal, comfortable environment be a tip for picking some activity for couples in the future? Yes. I mean, and we have lots of other research that indicates that that novelty uh, is a really um, helpful kind of uh, situation for making, you know, the whole romantic piece increase uh, when you are doing the same old, same old, you're, you're getting into a humdrum kind of situation. So just by taking it into a new environment, you're already setting the stage for something feeling a lot better to you. So absolutely. I think that, uh, they hit upon something that, uh, was significant there. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I guess the last question I have about this whole study, uh, while it's interesting but not definitive, can we can you draw some tips for uh, selecting activities for couples where you believe it would help in the release of perhaps more oxytocin than others? 
Well, certainly doing things that are different, you know, um, than you normally do. Doing things that um, where you're sort of working together. Um, you know what comes to mind? I was thinking about karaoke. Mm-hmm. So, like with karaoke, um, you're laughing together. You're, you know, because you're not going to sing it well. A lot of times, you end up touching each other while, you know, or hugging while you're uh, singing the song. Um, it's just a fun activity. So, something like karaoke, or if you were going to do um, square dancing, um, or you know, ballroom dancing. Uh, again, you know, some kind of dance activity where again. Um, it would, of course, involve some kind of touching or something and um, a, a, a relaxation of form, you know, because if you're dancing, you're just, you know, not tense, you're relaxing. Mm-hmm. So something like that, I think, would also um, be fun and different. Um, but even something, you know, let's say if you go out gardening together, um Again, you're doing something that's perhaps a little different than what you would normally do, and you're in a relaxed thing, and you're working together, Um, you know, or if you're a sports-minded kind of person, Mm -hmm. again, uh, you know, doing an activity where you're hiking together or you're bicycling together or, you know, anything where you're getting out of your natural routine and you're um, letting go of the day-to-day chores and activities and are having fun together. I think it's the concept of having fun with each other that's going to stimulate the oxytocin release. Uh, th- th- those are really great tips. Do you, so I, I was thinking as you were going through your recommendations that most of those sound like they involve some sort of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that a part of it or is that just a, a, a natural extension of being living an active lifestyle? You know that I, I, I got into and I don't want to give a plug for something. So I don't mean to be doing this. I, when my husband and I are driving, <clears throat> he does not like me as a passenger. I tend to get very nervous. So I have to find something to do while he's driving. And I came across, I, okay, I won't name the, the game, but there's a game I play on my iPhone, uh-huh. which keeps me occupied. Uh-huh. As it turns out, he has started to enjoy playing it with me as well. He has the ability, I don't know how he does it, for him to um, play it while he's driving, even though I need to visually see it. We also sometimes just play it sitting around on the sofa together. I would really be curious if our oxytocin or his oxytocin goes up after we play that game, because it's not physical. Yeah. It is absolutely a game where we're using our brains, but we're doing it together and we're solving it together. And then if he, let's say, if there's a word I can't get and he he gets it, I'm like, wow, that was great. How did you figure that out? Mm-hmm. I would really like to know <laughs> yeah. if, if that is going to then end up making him feel really good and help his, you know, yeah. um, feelings of, you know, he really wants to hug me and, and, you right. know, yeah. feel so, good after the compliments. 
that you actually raise a, a good sedentary type of activity. Right. Um, and you're doing it in a car, which also raises the question for me of, you know, to, to inject some novelty into the thing. Do you think just going on a road trip where you are conversing in a new area, taking roads you've never, literally roads you've never traveled before would have that same kind of oxytocin effect? Well, I know that the two of us enjoy it a lot. Mm -hmm. So sure. Why not? Yeah. Again, you know, these researchers would have to, uh, <laughs> come to research right. with, with us. So the la I mean, the, I guess the last question I had about this kind of activity is also, you know, like I mentioned at the top, it's called the cuddle hormone, uh, or the hugging hormone, or, or there's a lot of different nicknames for it. Uh, that indicates touching physical touch mm -hmm. D does, um, the activity that you choose, would you be beneficial? And they, and the, and the, um, the researchers highlighted how there was more touching in the painting. If the physical activity you do, um, had a natural extension of touch built into it. So you mentioned dancing, for example, um, do, would, do you think something like that would be more beneficial than sitting next to each other in a car? Well, touching is always going to be more beneficial. But even if you're sitting next to each other in the car, you can still be touching. Right. Uh, the driver can put his hand over on your knee. The passenger can put their hand on your knee or around your shoulder. So there can still be touching there mm -hmm. or, you know, holding each other's hand. Um, so the, the other thing that I was going to bring up about this, and, and this might be a completely different conversation, but we know there's strong benefits for touching. Um, mm -hmm. There are people who don't like to be touched. Um, yes. Just in a general way, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you, is there, with your intimate partner, your spouse, your husband or wife, is there a tip for people who don't like to get touched to still reap some of the benefits of touch or do they need, is it just like one of those things like, well, you know, they'll be fine if they don't have it because that's just them or what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, if there are people who don't like to be touched as a psychologist, where my mind goes is, you know, What's, what's underneath that? What's the reason they don't like to be touched? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, specific to their spouse? And is, you know, there a problem there between the two of you? Or is it even more deep-seated and there are some emotional issues around that? Um, and so I would suggest that that be looked into. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the need for touch goes back you know, it, it's a basic need. Mm -hmm. So if you are um, adverse to it, I would think that there's some issue that has to be dealt with. Um, that being said, if you are involved with somebody who doesn't want to be touched and you um, pursue it, then you're really being disrespectful of their boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not going to be a good thing. So I think that if that um, situation exists, it needs to be looked into. Uh, but I wouldn't force it because, as I said, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
uh, I know that was a bit of a tangent, but it came to mind, so I threw, figured it's, it out. No, no, but it's an, it was an important piece. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that was an, an important uh, tangent to go on. Good. Okay, great. Um, well, I think we kind of covered this uh, as a interesting, not definitive, um, hopefully they'll do more research to um, – lock down some some more activities for us and whether or not your your game in the car works <laughs> uh did you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up no not really okay. not really i think okay. it was i think it was fun and i think the the main idea is have fun with uh with your mate that's yeah, I think, you know, relax yeah. and have some fun i think that is the good takeaway if, if you and your spouse are actively doing things together and you throw in some novelty here and there you, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably doing pretty good so yes yes um well that that that's fantastic advice um so with that karen thank you so much for your time as always um i can't wait to do this again very soon okay thank you um before we go, I do want to remind you one last time that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues. Uh, you can get more information at Karen's website, drkarensherman.com. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information also on our website, pitchedmag.com. And of course, we have thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts, and I do recommend signing up for the newsletter because that is the easiest way um, to have our information pushed to you. And so you can you know, hopefully stumble across some really helpful info, uh, including the, uh, each uh, episode of the podcast being included in the newsletter as well. So with that, that will do it for us this week. Until next time, take care, everybody. Nah.